This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Speeding bullets, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap small buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, defender of law and order, champion of equal rights, valiant, courageous fighter against the forces of hate and prejudice. Today, the Man of Steel must find some plan for saving his friends in the beleaguered city of the moon. We'll join him in a moment. But right now, here's a word from your announcer, Dan McCullough. You know, gang, when you want to describe something that's glowing and mighty pleasant, most often you say it's sunny. Because that's the way we feel about good old sunshine. And that's the way most of us feel about sunny, golden-toasted Kellogg's Pep. Why, the way that sunshine flavor perks up morning appetites is something special. And there's something special about the food values in Pep, too. Your mom knows that. In every serving, you get your daily minimum need of sunshine vitamin D that helps build strong bones and teeth. And more than twice as much vitamin B1 as in sun-ripened whole wheat. What's more, it's a good thing your family enjoys this sunny cereal, because then you get more of those exciting comfort buttons. Fact is, you ought to be pretty close to having all 18 buttons in this series, because I'm going to have some big news for you mighty soon now. You probably have Moon Mullins and, and K.O. and Superman and lots of the others. But you know the best part is, these pep comic buttons are so easy to get. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop, and you can't buy them anywhere. All you have to do is to remind Mom to get plenty of Kellogg's Pep. And there's an exciting prize in every package. Remember, that's P-E-P, Pep, a sunshine cereal made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, the adventures of Superman. In an underground city in the moon, Jimmy Olsen, Poco, Professor Twiddle, and the curious little moon dwellers who appear to be half man and half monkey are menaced by millions of great red ants, savage, primitive creatures who have surrounded the city. Temporarily halted by a water-filled moat, the ants ingeniously used leaves as rats and began to ferret themselves across the water. Realizing he could not defend the city against the countless millions of ants, Superman decided to evacuate his friends and the moon dwellers to the surface of the planet. But when he blasted his way through, he discovered that night had fallen and the cold was so intense that no human being could remain alive. As we continue now, the Man of Steel has returned to the beleaguered city, his mind seeking desperately for a solution. On the moat, innumerable leaves bearing the murderous ants are nearing the shore. The panicky moon dwellers are chattering wildly. Listen. The ants are almost here. What are we going to do, Superman? I don't know. I'm trying to think, Jim. Look, my beard, you better think of something quickly. 
Two minutes after those great red ants enter the city, there won't be anything left of it. Or of us either. I realize that, Professor. Oh, woe is me. Such misery. Wait. I've got it. Do you have? What have you got? A way out of this. We've got to act fast. Quick, Jim, Poco, Professor. Out of my arms, will you? But we can't go back to the center of the moon. It's nice and temperature falls to 200 degrees below zero. So the ghastly cold will freeze our bones and turn us into ice cream cones. We're going to the surface. We're going across the moat to the main tunnel. Hurry and get out of my arms. But the tunnels are full of ants, too. Not the main one. I cleared that out. All right, hang on now. I'll take you three to the tunnel first, then I'll come back for the moon dwellers. Here we go. Here we are. All right, now you three wait. But it's pretty dark in this tunnel. Are you sure there are no ants left? I'm positive, Jim. I'm going for the moon dwellers now. But, but, that's my beard, we can't stay here indefinitely, Superman. When the ants don't find us in the city, they'll follow us here. I've got a plan to prevent that. But every second counts if I'm to succeed. Don't move now. I'll be right back. He said he had a plan. I wonder what he's going to do. Bless you, he can't do anything, young man. Oh, yes, he can. He's Superman. What if he is? Even he can't destroy all those millions and millions and millions of primitive pharmacoedia hymenoptera. He said so himself. Putting us in this tunnel is only delaying the inevitable. There we are. There's the first load of moon dwellers. I'm going back for some more. Gee, these poor little guys are scared silly. Look how they're hanging on the poco. Hey, don't be scared, fellas. What's they're scared? They know that as soon as the great red ants find them... Now, they... Professor Triddle, you're going too far. Must you frighten them more than they are? Here's another load. Are the ants across yet, Superman? They're starting to land, Jim. Oh, Bless my beard. He said the ants have started to land. As soon as they find these gone, they'll come after us. You think so? I'm positive. The Formicoidea hymenoptera are amazingly intelligent. They're the most highly developed of all insects. In fact, some biologists go so far as to state that the ants will eventually take over the earth. Oh, no, no. Say not so. Don't listen to him, Poco. The ants aren't going to take over the earth, and they're not going to take over the moon, either. Let me point out that they have practically taken over the moon already, young man. The facts are... Never mind any more facts, Professor. Aren't things bad enough without you trying to make them worse? Superman wasn't gone so long before. I wonder what happened. For all we know, he may be a skeleton by now. Don't be silly. The ants can't hurt him. I wonder where he is. Here I am, Jim. I got the last of the moon dwellers out just in time. The ants are all over the city. They've been lizards. Oh, what a horrible, horrible pity. My poor little subjects now have no city. Don't worry, Poco. If my plan works, the moon dwellers can go back to that city. Oh, but the ants. There won't be an ant, I hope. Now listen, I'll tell you what I intend to do so you won't be frightened. First, I'm going to block both ends of this tunnel up. Heavens, why? So you won't drown. Drown? Yes, I'm going to blast the channel from the city to the underground river about a half mile away. The river will rush in here, flood the city, and drown the ants. Bless my soul, that's a splendid idea. But how do you expect to create a channel a half mile long through solid rock? Well, you forget he's Superman, Professor. He is? Oh, well, I guess so he is. I'm going to work now. I'll be back as soon as it's over. So long. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Bless my 
did. I, what? I have my beard is gone. Well, you just have to go to a barber now, Professor. A barber? Oh, an excellent idea, young man. Can you direct me to the nearest barber shop? Sure. It's just about a quarter of a million miles away. Oh, well, in that... A quarter of a million miles... <laughs> Bless my soul, I've forgotten. We're stuck on the moon. The ants, the primitive great red ants, will be eaten alive. Oh, relax. Superman is going to flood the city and drown them. Don't you hear him blasting a channel from the underground river? Hey, listen. It's water. Water? From the river. It's pouring in to flood the city and drown the ants. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Superman is amazing. Really amazing. You can say that again. Huh? Oh, I certainly. Superman is amazing. Really amazing. Amazing, 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 oh, amazing. Okay, okay, that's enough. Between you and the little moon, well, a guy can go nuts. Say What's the matter with them now? With whom? Well, well the moon dwellers, they're jumping and chuck-chucking crazy. I had them quiet. Then something frightened them again. Well, tell them their troubles are all over, Poco. Superman is finishing up the ants. Well, to me, their language is a riddle. You talk to them, Professor Twiddle. Well, yes, of course. Yes. They're pulling my beard again. Let's go, you little rascals. Let's go. What? Why, they didn't let go. They're running away. And I didn't speak to them in their language at all. As a matter of fact, I can't speak their language. I wait. Wait, Professor, wait. Wait for what, young man? Listen. Listen to what? Don't you hear that? Stop them. Stop them. Stop what? Stop them, I said. Please know we are done for. Stop it. Stop. Stop. Shouting wildly, Jimmy Olsen rushes away into the pitch darkness of the tunnel under the moon, leaving Professor Twiddle and Poco puzzled and alarmed. What has happened now? Now, back to the adventures of Superman. Just as our friends in the underground tunnel thought their great peril was over... Jimmy Olsen suddenly began shouting in alarm and rushed off into the darkness. As we continue a minute later, Jimmy rushes back to the astonished Coco and Professor Twiddle. They won't listen to me, and I can't see them in the dark. Stop them, Poco. Oh, stop what? Stop whom? I can't see anything in this heavenly gloom. Yes, what are you talking about, young man? The moon dwellers. Can't you see what they're doing? See? Bless my beard. How can one see anything in this darkness? But you can hear them. Oh, my gosh. Stop them. Oh, what are we done for? Oh, take it easy, Jim. Relax. Before your nervous system cracks. Poco is right, young man. Will you both stop jabbering and do something? We'll all be drowned if you don't. Drowned? Drowned? I guess drowned. Can't you hear the moon dwellers boring through the tunnel walls? The water's starting to come in already. What? But bless my beard, I do hear them drilling. Stop them, Poco. Stop them. Yes, stop them. Stop them. Bless my beard, my feet are getting wet. Stop, stop, stop the drilling. The tunnel with water is rapidly filling. I'm fine thing you are, Poco. They're not paying any attention. And the water's over our ankles. Get away from the wall, you, you little dope. You'll drown too. Get away. Get away. Get away. Bless my beard. The water's up to my knees. Bless my knees. The moment it'll be up to my beard. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. The end is near. This time, Poco, you're right. We're going to drown like rats. Superman. Hey, Superman. Oh, Superman. Help. Here, here. What can we do? Bless my beard. Help. 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 Oh, he can't hear us in all this noise and... And he can't see us on account of the lead in the soil. Saved from the savage primitive ants, our friends are now threatened again. And this time, there seems to be no escape. What will happen to Jimmy Olsen, Poco, and Professor Twiddle? And to the little moon dwellers, whose panic has brought on a flooded tunnel? A catastrophe Superman had not expected. Fellows and girls, tomorrow brings a smashing climax to our story. In a way you'd never expect. So be sure to listen. Same time, same station, to learn what happens to our friends on the moon. Tune in and follow The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. 
Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. Behold my process. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, with an exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media dot u-s forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another planet, who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, defender of law and order, champion of equal rights, valiant, courageous fighter against the forces of hate and prejudice. Today there is great trouble brewing beneath the surface of the moon, but before we journey there to join Jimmy Olsen and his companions, let's join our friend Rusty, who's making a big announcement to his pal, Dan McCullough. And he's mighty excited about it. This is it, Dan. This is it. Isn't it the best? Hey, of... hey, hey there now. Wait a minute. What is it? It's the very last comic button. I need to round out my collection. Mom opened a new package of Kellogg's Pep this morning, and there was a Superman button. A Superman button? But you already have one of those. Yeah, I know. But Pee-wee needs a Superman, and he has an extra Moon Mullins button in the trade. And that's just the one I need to get all 18 comic buttons. Isn't that swell? Hey, it sure is, Rusty. Well, I strut around now with all these buttons pinned on my jacket. All of them. Think of it. You know what, Rusty? You're a mighty lucky guy. I sure am. I've been trying yes, to get Yes, sir. You're a mighty lucky guy. Yeah. Then why do you keep saying that? You're a mighty lucky guy. Well, you are, aren't you? To get your collection complete? Yeah, but you said that kind of funny. What do you mean? Well, you just stick around until Monday and listen to the big news I have for you then. What, Dan? What is it? Oh, no, no. I can't tell you now. But I will say this. When I spill that big news, all the fellows and girls who are collecting pep comic buttons are going to be mighty thrilled. So get busy, gang. Check up and see how close you are to getting all 18 buttons in this series. You know, these comic buttons are easy to get. You don't have to send in a single penny, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. All you have to do is to make sure Mom keeps stocked up on that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Because there's an exclusive prize in each package of P-E-P Pet. The Sunshine Cereal, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, the adventures of Superman. When the strange city beneath the surface of the moon was surrounded by millions of savage, primitive red ants, Superman evacuated Jimmy Olsen, Poco, Professor Twiddle, and the curious little moon dwellers to a large tunnel. 
Blocking both ends of the tunnel, he began blasting a channel through the rock to a subterranean river, planning to flood the city and drown the ants. The little moon dwellers, however, who appeared to be half man and half monkey, became frightened by the blasting and started to bore through the walls of the tunnel with their long corkscrew noses. Before Jimmy and Poco could stop them, the floodwaters were pouring through the holes into the dark tunnel. As we continue now, Jimmy, Poco, and the professor seem hopelessly trapped as the water, still rising, swirls around their chests. Listen. Superman! Help! Superman! 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 Help! Superman! Superman. Bloodshot! My dear, why doesn't he come? He can't hear us. Must be too far away. But he's got to hear us. He's got to. I must return to Earth and write a book about our amazing experiences on Earth. Oh, that's fine. The water's almost to our necks, and you're talking about writing a book. But I must write it. I simply must. I must inform the world that there's an atmosphere on the other side of the moon, and prehistoric winged mammals, and moon creatures, and... That's uh, uh, my soul, young man. What did you say about the water? I said it's almost up to our necks. Well, well, so it is... Bless my beard, it's all wet. I mean, my beard. In a moment more, we'll be... Heaven's alive, we won't be, will we? Oh, water, water, go away. Come again some other day. Might as well save your breath, Poco. It keeps getting higher and higher. Bless my beard. Oh, James, my friend. We've reached the end. I guess we have, Poco. I... I... Sleeping lizards. Lizards? What about lizards? But the water. Lizards in the water? Oh, heavenly day. No, no. The water, it's going down. It... It is? Yes, it's going on fast, too. It's down to my shoulders already. Oh, you're right, you're right. Oh, what a delight. Why, bless my beard, so it is. But, but what's making it go down? I don't know, but it is. Oh, boy, we're saved. We're saved. Oh, Professor Twiddle, it's down to my middle. This is amazing, really amazing. I must record this phenomenon. Uh, where's my notebook? My notebook, I say. Has anyone seen my notebook? Oh, has anyone seen my little moon dwellers? Or are they lost in these dismal... I think they're hanging onto the vines that grow on the ceiling of the tunnel. Probably too scared to talk. What's that? That's my bed. Oh, well, oh, me. More misery. Relax, everybody. Oh, Superman. Yes, and the red ants are finished, so you can go back. Uh-oh, where did all this water come from? Well, the little moon fellas got scared and poured holes in the tunnel trying to get out. What? I'm a nervous wreck. It was up to my neck. Well, it looks as if I blocked the river and deepened the moat just in time. The moat? Oh, oh, yes, the moat. What about the moat? I deepened it to drain the water off the city. Oh. Your uh, subjects' houses are a little wet, Poco, but they'll dry out in no time. Uh, mere words can scarcely indicate how much we all appreciate what you have done to save us from these menaces so sinister. And, as the king of all this land, I make you my prime minister. Well, thanks very much, Poco. You made me secretary of the interior. I guess we rape. Hey, what about the professor, Poco? Uh, I haven't given him any orders yet. Fish, tush, I haven't time to hold office. I must get back to work and write my book. Gosh, I've got to get back, too. My mother must be worried about me. And Mr. White and Mr. Cannon and Miss Lane. What about you, Poco? Think you can leave your kingdom and come back to Metropolis with us? Well, of course he's coming back. Can't stay up here on the moon. But, well, but back home, I'm a crook, and up here, I'm a king. How can I go and leave such a thing? But gee whiz, Poco, on the other hand, I very much fear. I'd always be unhappy here. Oh, now you're talking. Come on, everybody. Oh, wait. I just remembered. What? Oh, the rocket's busted. How are we going to get home? Just my dear, that's true. The moon dwellers and the great winged mammals shot it to pieces. What luck? We're stuck. But gosh, we can't be. I, now, don't I, worry, Jim. I'll get you home. Not even you can do that, Superman. We can't receive the radar beam, and without it, you'll be lost in space. I don't think so, Professor. You see, once we get around to the other side, I can see the Earth from the moon, just as we can see the moon from the Earth. Since finding my way here by the radar beam, I think I can manage the trip back without it. You three will be safe under my cape. I think we'd better get going. We'll walk to the end of the tunnel and take off through the shaft I blasted to the surface. All right, let's go. Well, look at all the moon dwellers crowding around Poco. I guess they 
They're always leaving them. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye, my little friends. Too sad to think our friendship ends. Be brave. Be honest and be true. Goodbye to every one of you. Walking to the end of the tunnel, Superman wraps his cape about Jimmy, Professor Twiddle, and the almost tearful Poco and gathers them in his arms. Then, waving farewell to the strange little moon creatures, he leaps up through the shaft, circles above the bleak and desolate moon, its mountains and craters gleaming silvery white in the cold night. A quarter of a million miles away, he sees the planet Earth, a round ball hanging in the heavens, and calling on his powerful muscles for all their speed, he streaks away into vast space. Like some meteor torn from its orbit, the of steel flashes through the awesome reaches, whirling and twisting from the stabbing cosmic rays in the depths of space, rocketing on with his precious cargo. And then at last he reaches the orbit of Earth, and bearing once more takes his bearings for Metropolis. Downward once more he streaks in a long, gliding angle, and seeing the open roof he seeks, drops through it to land before the astonished Perry White and Gloomy Gus, Professor Twiddle's sad assistant. Oh, end of the line. Superman! Hi, Mr. White. Hey, Chief, wait till I tell you where we've been. Wait till I tell you a thing or two. Scaring me out of my wits. Scaring your mother and, and you, Poco. I've got a thing or two to say to you, too. What's that silly thing on your head? Oh, what do you mean, a silly thing? This is a crown and I'm a king. I found you. Chief. And you are, I suppose, you're Professor Twiddle. Professor Timothy T. Twiddle, yes, sir. A.D.M.A., Ph.D., F.R.S.C. You're the crackpot responsible for all this, eh? Crackpot? Whom are you calling a crackpot? I'm calling you one. A rocket trip to the moon. Of all the... That is an insult, sir. And I'll resent it. As soon as I have time. Right now, I have a book to write. A most amazing book. The name Twiddle will be the greatest name in science. Gus. Right here, Professor. I told you you'd never make it. Never make it? (laughs) I did make it, you idiot. I did. I... Bless my beard. Here's my notebook. It was down here all the time. Well, hell, no wonder you couldn't find it on the moon, Professor. On the moon? Now, look here, Olsen. Please, please, no interruptions. I must have perfect quiet. The whole world is waiting breathlessly for my book. Now, begin writing, Gus. I, Timothy T. Twiddle, arrived on the moon in company with my young friend... And so the adventure on the moon comes to an end, with Professor Timothy T. Twiddle, A.B., M.A., Ph.D., etc., etc., dictating the first chapter of his long-postponed book to Gloomy Gus. One of these fine days, we'll hear from Professor Twiddle again. But right now, unknown to Perry White or Superman, another amazing adventure is on its way. An adventure that will take our friends into the heart of Chinatown. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. The scene is Perry White's office at the Daily Planet. The excitable editor is alone with Clark Kent. And for the last time, Kent, where were you? You haven't been at the office since the day before yesterday. Oh, I was around. Around, around where? Oh, here and there. Don't you give me that here and there business. Well, I want to know where. I'm paying salary. I have a right to know what you do with your time. Believe me, Chief, it was spent to good advantage. That's not enough. Where were you? Well, now, what would you say if I told you I was on the moon? Huh. I'd say you were as crazy as that uh, viddle or friddle or kittle or... Whittle. Uh, where were you? Now, look, Chief, huh? that's your phone. I hear it. I hear it. Uh, I'm not deaf. Right speaking. Who? Oh, yes, yes, put him on. Now, don't go away, Ken. I'm not through with you. Yes, teacher. Uh, don't think it's a joke. It's about time I... Uh, uh, hello? Uh, hello? Yes. Yes, how are you, doctor? Really? Sorry to hear. What's that? Well, I don't know. It's pretty late. Uh, one o'clock in the morning. That important, eh? All right, I'll be right down. Yes, yes, I'll leave immediately. Right. Well, evidently you have something important to do, Chief. I'll see you in the morning. Hey, uh, you come back here. What, Chief? I'll come back, I said. Well, I just heard you say... Never mind what I said. That was Chi Wan. Uh, who? Dr. Chi Wan, an old friend of mine. 
Oriental scholar and dealer in art. Remarkable person. Sounds like he might be. Yes, he is. We're driving now to Chinatown to see him. Why? Because he's in trouble, that's why. Now, get your hat and coat and meet me at the elevator. Did he say what kind of trouble? No. No, but he said enough. He said it was a matter of life and death. And for Chi Wan to say something like that means plenty of trouble. Yes, Mr. White, your Oriental friend, Dr. Chi Wan, is in plenty of trouble. In fact, you're going to be in trouble, too. Gang, don't miss tomorrow's opening episode in this new Superman adventure, The Mystery of the Dragon's Teeth. Every moment of it is exciting. So be sure to tune in tomorrow, same time, same station, for episode one of The Mystery of the Dragon's Teeth in the Adventures of Superman. Fast than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellas and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. Strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, defender of law and order. Champion of equal rights. Valiant, courageous fighter against the forces of hate and prejudice. Who today, in his guise of Clark Kent, becomes involved in a thrilling oriental mystery. We'll join him in a moment. But first, our friend Dan McCullough would like to have a word with you. Come in, Dan. You know, gang, I'm not one to be handing out advice, but I'd like to make a suggestion. I suggest that you get busy on the double-click and round out your collection of comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pet. Because, well, there'll be exciting news for you on Monday. But meanwhile, be sure to be on hand when Mom opens a new package of Pet and get your new comic button. If it's a duplicate, all the better. Then you can have the fun of trading with your pals and maybe get just the one to complete your collection of all 18 buttons in this series. They're real humdingers, you know. Pictures of your favorite funny sheet characters like Orphan Annie and Lilums and Smiling Jack. Superman, too, who couldn't leave him out. Every single one of these pet comic buttons is a real eye-catcher. And it's a wonderful feeling when you wear your whole collection pin on your jacket or your dress or cap. So, hop to it, gang. Ask Mom to get you some more of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Because that's the only way you can get these exclusive prizes. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. But you'll find a comic button to help round out your collection in every package of P-E-P Pep. The Sunshine Cereal, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, the adventures of Superman. As our story opens today, Clark Kent and his editor, Perry White, are on their way by car to the Chinese section of the city in response to an urgent summons from Dr. Chi Wan, learned scholar and collector of Oriental art. Darkness has fallen, and the narrow winding streets are empty, save for a few wraith-like figures half-hidden in shadowed doorways. Here and there, a dim light burns in a store window piled high with bits of milky jade, lacquered boxes, and all manner of strange curios from a land beyond the seas. The unearthly silence is broken only by the purr of the car. Listen. Isn't that a little strange that Dr. Wan didn't tell you why he wanted to see you, Chief? Oh, 
must have had his reasons. Yes, I guess so. Incidentally, wasn't he educated here in the United States? Yeah, that's right. Now, take it easy. I think that's the house over there. Huh? Isn't that number 44? Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, that's it. I'll park right in front of it. Better play safe and lock the car. Right. Go on, Chief. I'll slide after you. Okay. Let's go. That's T1's jewelry store. Uh-huh. Hey, it's closed. Yeah, I know. He said to come right upstairs to his apartment. Through this hallway, I guess. Hey, sure it's dark in here. Mm, it certainly is. Wait a minute. I'll let him out so we don't trip and break our necks. Yeah. Come on, now follow me. Right. I don't know what's on Juan's mind, but it better be something mighty important or I'll wring his neck for dragging me down here at this hour. Well, it must be important. Hang it, the match went out. Wait, I'll light another. Chief, look out! Duck! What happened? Someone threw a knife at him. Good God. I don't know. I just happened to turn my head when your match went out and saw a figure crouched below us in the hallway. Oh, where is he? Come on, let's get No, no, wait a minute. Hold it, hold it. He's gone now, and we'll never find him in this maze of winding streets. Mm, yes, you're right. Well, where's the knife? Here. Stuck in this side wall. Well, we're pretty lucky, Kent. Just missed this by a fraction of an inch. Just missed your back. Yeah, but I'll wrap a handkerchief around the handle and pull it out. Yeah, show it to G1. Maybe he can explain this attack with murder. Yes, come on. Let's go on up to his apartment before someone else decides to use us as a target. You should have known we'd run into something screwy in this mess of wood. I cannot tell you I'm afraid how distressed I am at what has happened. And how pained I would have been had any harm befallen you. Well, not nearly so pained as Kent and I would have been if that knife had landed in his back or in mine. Yeah, it was a lucky thing I happened to turn around. Just that devil let it fly. Now, look here, Timon. What's this all about? People don't go around throwing knives at strangers without reason. There is reason, Mr. White. Good and ample reason. You see, I am convinced that before the next sun rises, I shall be dead. What do you mean, Dr. Wan? Have you lost your mind? There is little time, and I have much to tell you. But first, you must give me your solemn oath that not one word of what I am about to reveal shall ever pass your lips. Well, that all depends. This information the police should have, I'm not going to withhold it. I am convinced that the police can be of little assistance. For believe me, I should have called them long ago. Mm, sounds crazy to me, but okay, I'll keep your secret. Good. And you, Mr. Kent? Of course. I'm grateful to you both. Now, here is my story. In 1930, while traveling through western China, I discovered in an ancient temple in the province of Shenxing a goldskin manuscript written by an unknown scholar 3,000 years ago. Hey, that's a long way back, Dr. Wan. The Chinese Empire is more than 4,000 years old, Mr. Kidd. Well, what about the manuscript? What was on it? The manuscript said that he who finds the ten feet of the sacred green dragon will have life everlasting. Oh, now, look, Juan, I'm a busy man. I run a newspaper, and the owners of that newspaper don't pay me to chase green dragons or pink elephants or, or purple cows. But I have already found the dragon. But you, you have? Where, Dr. Wan? In the ruins of the Shenzhen Temple. It was an idol, hand-carved from ebony, but the teeth were missing. Vandals had stolen them. Well, who'd want a handful of teeth, even from a green dragon? You do not understand. The ten teeth of the sacred dragon are pieces, ten pieces of pure jade, each one of which is engraved with a Chinese symbol. Each symbol describes a rare herb found only in the lofty mountains of western China. When all ten herbs are combined and ground into a powder, that powder renders the human body free of disease forever. And you believe that, one? I cannot help but believe it. For even now, I have in my possession 
six of the dragon's teeth. Well, that's fine, but what's this got to do with all that mumbo-jumbo about going to your grave? Everything. It is my possession of the jade teeth that has cast over me. The shadow of death. Just what do you mean, Dr. Wan? You see, it is this way. Somehow the Japanese, from the overland China, learned of the ancient manuscript and its secrets. Through torture and murder of my people, a group of them came into possession of four of the jade teeth. So what? The Japs are late. They can't hurt you now. I know. But that is not the end of the story. Oh. Oh, well, go on, go on. Sometime before Hirohito's war makers were brought to their knees, even before Hitler was vanquished, the precious jade teeth and their secret turned over to the Nazis. Apparently, they have since fallen into the hands of a group who are still carrying on undercover fascist activities, in preparation, no doubt, for another war. Uh-huh. And this gang found out you own six of ten jade teeth, eh? Precisely. The reason for their desire to own and control the secret of everlasting life is self-evident. Well, of course. Say, they could build an army of supermen with stuff like that. Now, what makes you so sure they'll attempt to kill you to get the teeth, Dr. Wan? Because I have already refused three offers to sell. The last offer made was for a fabulous sum. I rejected it. I was pointedly warned that unless I reconsidered by midnight tonight, I would forfeit my life. Well, who told you that? A man named Karl Schrader. An underground German fascist who has been posing as an art dealer. Now, look, I should think this would be a case for the police or the FBI. No, no there would be questions to answer. Unwanted publicity of a sort that would imperil the secret of the dragon's teeth. A secret that belongs not to one man or a group of men, but to all the world. Well, that's all very well, but I... Besides, don't... I've been warned against my telephone wire is set. My house is guarded. Well, look, what can we do to help you, Dr. Wan? I want you to take the six dragon's teeth. And if anything happens to me, turn them over to Professor Henry Wells, curator of the Oriental Department at the Metropolis Museum. No, wait a minute, Warren. That might be dangerous. No harm will befall you. Schroeder will not run the risk of an attempt on the life of a nationally famous newspaper editor. But if you are afraid... No, we're not afraid. Give us the dragon's teeth. Very good. I shall get them for you from the strong box in my face. While I am gone, will you please help yourself to some tea? It is an excellent and very special blend of which I received a shipment just this morning. Uh, thanks. I, I can use a stimulant. I shall be gone only a moment. Now, look here, Kent. What's the idea of sticking our necks out on this? Because I like him. Because I got a hunch this is going to develop into a terrific story for us. Yeah? Well, I got a hunch it's going to be a lot of grief. Pour me some of that tea. Okay. Unaware that Perry White's hunch is right, Bob Kent smiles confidently as he prepares to pour tea for his editor. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. While waiting for Chi Wan to return with the precious jade dragon teeth, which they have agreed to take to the museum for him, Clark Kent pours tea for Perry White. Sugar cheap? No, thanks. I'll help myself. What about you? Aren't you going to have any? No, thank you. Go on, take some. Special blend, Chi Wan said. I don't care for tea. Mmm. This is good. What's keeping him? It takes a while to open the safe. Mmm. Mmm. Leave it to the Chinese to dish up a good cup of tea. Shouldn't be taking in this long. Oh, relax, son. Relax. Pour yourself a cup of this brew. Nothing like a good cup of tea. Do, do. What's the matter, Chief? I don't know what. What's so, Chief? Tightening up. I. What is it? I can't, can't breathe. The the the, the tea. It, it, Great it's, Scott! It's poisoned. Moving swiftly, Clark Kent catches Perry White's limp body as the tea cup and saucer slip from his fingers and crash to the floor. What has happened? Did Chi Wan deliberately set a trap for Perry White? And if so, why? There are new thrills and surprises in this exciting new mystery of the Dragon's Teeth. So don't fail to be with us Monday for another dramatic episode.
Tune in, same time, same station, and follow the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellas and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a spinning bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look up on the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, defender of law and order, champion of equal rights, valiant, courageous fighter against the forces of hate and prejudice. Today, strange and mysterious forces are at work in the heart of Chinatown in Metropolis as Barry White and Clark Kent visit the learned scholar, Dr. Chi Wan. We'll join them at Dr. Wan's apartment in a moment. But right now, here's a word from Dan McCullough. Say, gang, I hope you're listening carefully to what I'm going to tell you today. I hope you've practically got your ears glued to the radio because this is exciting. Now, here's the deal. You've been collecting the 18 comic buttons in the first series put out by Kellogg's Pet. Well, those comic buttons made such a big hit that now there's a second series. Yep, now there's a second series. Eighteen more buttons for you to watch out for in exchange with your pals. There's Andy Gump and, and Popeye and the Little King and Superman, of course. And every single one of these new buttons is gay and brilliant and smart-looking. The colors are bright blue and red, yellow and black, and the pictures of your favorite funny paper characters are clear-cut and true to life. Yes, sir, these new pet comic buttons are really honeys. And just like the first series, they're exclusive prizes from that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. That means that you don't send in a single penny, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere, but you just ask Mom to get you plenty of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. And there's your prize in every package. Remember, that's P-E-P, Pet, the sunshine cereal, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, the adventures of Superman. When Clark Kent and Editor Perry White rushed down to the Chinatown apartment of Dr. Chi Wan in response to an urgent summons from the Oriental scholar and art expert, they learned an amazing story concerning ten pieces of precious jade known as the Dragon's Teeth. According to a legend, each of the jade teeth is engraved with a symbol representing a rare herb, which, when combined, brings everlasting life. Carl Schroeder, who poses as an art dealer, represents a group of fascists, made several unsuccessful attempts to buy six of the jade teeth owned by Dr. Kwan. Then, angered by failure, Schroeder gave the Chinese scholar until midnight to sell or sell the violence. Fearful lest Schroeder will kill him to steal the precious teeth, Dr. Wan asked Kent and White to take him away for safekeeping. As we continue now, Harry White is sipping tea in Dr. Wan's apartment while waiting for the Chinese to return with the jade teeth. Uh, try some of the tea, Kent. It's delicious. No, thanks. I never drink tea. <laughs> you don't know what you're missing. <laughs> Something like a good cup of tea to... to... Kent. What's the matter, Chief? My... my... my throat, Kent. It's typing up. Chief! I... I... I can't breathe. Kent! That tea, it's... it's... my God! It's poison! Chief! Chief! Oh, it's so cold. The boy's thinking fast. He's as pale as a ghost. I can 
barely feel it pump. Don't waste any time looking for one. I've got to get into a doctor. It may be too late. I'll come back later to settle with whoever poisoned that tea. There we are. Now, up for the window. Away! Red cloak streaming in the night wind, Superman speeds through the darkness with Terry White limp and unconscious in his arms, racing against the grim specter of death. Meanwhile, back in the editorial rooms of the Daily Planet, Lois Lane, star girl reporter, questions Beanie Martin, the planet's copy boy, concerning Clark Kent's whereabouts. You say you went out with Mr. White about an hour ago, Beanie? I talked with Lane. I went to Chinatown. Chinatown? What for? Well, a story, I guess. I heard Mr. White say he didn't think there was much in it, but he wanted Mr. Kent to come along anyway. Look, you know where in Chinatown they went? No, I don't. Oh, think hard, Beanie. Didn't Mr. White say where he was going? Not to me. He kept mentioning some Chinese name, but I can't remember it. Beanie, please. Try to think of that name. Gee, I can't remember. Wait a minute. Gee, that's it. Dr. T something. Dr. T Wong? Yeah, that's it. How did you know? Dr. Wong is a well-known Chinese art dealer. They didn't say why they were going, did they? Not to me, anyway. I didn't say that you were the one of us. For heaven's sake, B, will you say those corny jokes for some other time? Okay, okay. What's cooking, Miss Lane? You seem upset. I am, Jim. From what B just told me, Clark and the chief are down in Chinatown digging up another story, and I'm... Yes, and I'm going down there to cut myself in on whatever it is. Now, wait a minute. It's almost 11 o'clock. No time in that for a girl to be alone, darling. Oh, nonsense. I can take care of myself. I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, no, you won't. I'm coming with you. Where do I grab my hat and coat? What makes you think they're at Dr. T. Wong's place, Miss Lane? See, they heard the chief mention the name. Oh, uh, there it is, sir. Number 44 on the right. Okay, miss. That'll be 85. I've got it, Miss Lane. You get out. Okay, Jimmy. Here, driver. Keep the chain. Want me to wait? Why, um, uh, no, thank you. We expect to be quite a while. Okay. Well, nowhere to, Miss Lane. Well, that's Dr. Wong's store, but it's closed. Yeah, everything seems to be closed around here. Let's take a look at the store, Jim. Maybe in the back. Okay. Shut tight. Now, wait a minute. There's a card stuck in the glass. What is that? Let's see. The store is closed. Inquire upstairs. That means he lives above the store. We should have thought of that. Come on. All right. This must be the entrance to the hallway. It's dark. How do we find the stairs? Stumble over them, I guess. I haven't any matches. Well, here they are. Be careful. You go up first and I'll follow you. Are you sure the car said upstairs above the door, Jim? Jimmy? Jimmy, where are you? Here. Well, why didn't you say so? I'd be scared to death. I thought I heard someone moving around in the hallway. No. Oh, don't do that again. I talk to you. Please answer. Sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. Okay, come on. Blame it. Ah, stop. There is someone down in the hallway. How do you know? I can hear someone moving. Hear those boards creak? No. I don't hear anything. Listen. Oh, yes, I hear it now. Jim, what do we do? Maybe it's just some bum moving around. Let's get up the landing. I wish it weren't so dark. He's pulling us up the stairs. Whoever it is. Where's the door? And not the door, Doc. Come on, the party. Please don't move. Coming, all right. Jimmy, where are you? Right here. Oh, stand back against the wall, Miss Lane. Here he comes. He's got a face on. Oh! Jimmy, what happened? Give him a shiver. Oh, quick. Yes. Find the door and bang on it. Here it is. Dr. Wan. Dr. Wan. Who's there? Miss Lane and Mr. Oxford, the Please open the door. Come in, Miss Come on, Jim. Close the door, Dr. Wan. Hurry. Oh, Hurry, please. <gasps> Take it easy, Miss Lane. May I ask what happened? We came here to look for Clark Kent and Terry White. 
sent someone with a knife all of us up the steps. If it hadn't been Virginia, I don't know what would have happened. Please get down, both of you. Possibly you can explain something to me. Yes, but first, has Mr. White been here? Yes. Both Mr. White and Mr. Kent were seated in this room, not five minutes ago. Well, where are they now? I don't know. Mr. White was seated in the very chair you are in now, Miss Lynch. He was drinking tea, as you can readily see. I excused myself for a moment to get something, but when I came back, they were gone. Both of them. That's strange. Stranger than you think, Miss Lynch, since both doors leading from this room were locked. Uh, what about the windows? That one was open. It looks like in the rear yard. But they couldn't possibly have gone out the window. There's a drop of 30 feet to a stone wall. What were they doing here in the first place? Unfortunately, it's something I cannot explain. It seems there are a lot of unexplained things happening around here, Dr. Wong. Jimmy, I think we'd better go. Will you please lead us safely to a taxi cab, Dr. Wong? I suggest, Miss Lane, that you do not leave this house. Why? What do you I mean? strongly advise that you and Mr. Olsen remain here until daylight. Otherwise, you may lose your lives. For a moment, Lois Lane and Jim Olsen are startled at the ominous warning Dr. Chi Wan has just given them. Then the thought occurs to them that Dr. Wan himself may be responsible for what has happened. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. Shaken by their encounter in the dark hallway of Dr. Chi Wan's Chinatown apartment, Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen were about to leave to investigate the strange disappearance of Clark Kent and Perry White when the Chinese scholar stopped them by saying... I suggest, Miss Lane, that you do not leave this house. Why not? I strongly advise that you both remain here until daylight. Otherwise, you may lose your life. Well, that's ridiculous. That's a big idea. Merely a precaution. A precaution against what? Forces over which I have no control. Oh, nonsense, Dr. Wan. Is there a phone in this house? No. The telephone is downstairs in my store. Well, that means we can't even call the police. Please bear with me, Miss Lane. At some later date, you will have a complete... Explanation. Now let me apologize for being a miserable fool. Will you and Mr. Olsen have a cup of tea? Tea? What? What is it? How about you, Jim? Are we staying here? I suppose so. Okay, then. I'll have some, too. You see, the tea is still quite hot. Evidence that Mr. White and Mr. Kent left here only a short while ago. A sugar, please? Yes, two, please. The same for me. Thank you. Mr. Olsen? Thanks. Please, certainly is pungent. Smells good. Yes, it is a special blend. I feel quite certain you will enjoy it thoroughly. I hope it helps quiet my nerves. Here's looking at you, Jim. Unaware that at this very moment, Editor Perry White is in a hospital, deathly ill from this same tea, Lois Lane and Jim Olsen are about to drink the potent flu. Can the scholarly Dr. Chiwan be deliberately making an attempt on their lives? We'll know tomorrow, so don't fail to visit us for another thrilling episode in this exciting mystery of the Dragon's Teeth. Tune in tomorrow, every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station for The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts, 
or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silver age heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, defender of law and order, champion of equal rights, valiant, courageous fighter against the forces of hate and prejudice. Today, his friends Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane are unaware that Dr. Chi Wan's fragrant key is for them the agent of sudden death. We'll learn whether or not they escape it in a moment. But right now, Dan McCullough would like to have a word with you. Okay, Dan. You know, my young pal, Rusty, was sort of scolding me yesterday. Then he said, why didn't you tell me that Kellogg's Pep was planning to put out a second series of these swell comic buttons all the gang's collecting? Well, gang, I did have kind of an inkling because these comic buttons are so doggone popular with all the gang. But I just thought I'd keep this new second series as a sort of surprise for you all. And I don't know a fellow or girl who's not tickled about it. Think of it. 18 brand new Pep comic buttons to collect and to pin on your jacket or your dress or beanie and to swap duplicates with your pals. And are these buttons smart-looking? They're made of white enameled metal with the pictures reproduced clear and sharp in brilliant red and blue and black and yellow. Now, how you get these new comic buttons is important. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere, but you just ask Mom to stock up with plenty of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. There's an exciting prize for you in every package. Remember, these spring bright-colored comic buttons come only in packages of P-E-P Pep. The Sunshine Cereal, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, the adventures of Superman. The mystery surrounding the dragon's teeth. Ten pieces of precious Chinese jade that supposedly held the secret of everlasting life is deepening. As our story continues today, Lois Lane, star girl reporter of the Daily Planet, and young Jimmy O are seated in the Chinatown apartment of Dr. Chi Wan, oriental scholar and art collector. They are about to drink some of the Chinese tea that only ten minutes before poisoned Perry White, editor of the Daily Planet. But neither Lois nor Jimmy are aware that death lurks in the cups Chi Wan is preparing for them. Listen. I hope you enjoy the tea, Miss Ling. My, it certainly is fancy. Mm, it smells good. It is a special blend of choice leaves. I'm sure I'll enjoy it. And I need something hot to settle my nerves. Well, Mister, well, don't drink that. Please, it's Superman. Good heavens! Cut down, both of you. But Superman, what? Not now, Miss Lane. 
First, Dr. Wan has a little explaining to do. Like, I do not understand. Who are you? How did you burst through the window like some giant bird? Well, he's Superman. Well, I do not understand. Why are you like that? I told you, he's Superman. Who I am is a little important at the moment, Dr. Wan. There are a few other little matters to be cleared up first. Matters that involve murder. Murder? What do you mean? Maybe I should say attempted murder. That tea in those cups. Poison. Poison? Oh, no. It's a lizard. No, that cannot be. It's impossible. Look, I'm going to get my cup. Stop. Don't be a fool. Now, listen to me. Two men visited you less than a half hour ago. Is that true? Yes. Mr. White, I'm Mr. Kenny. You served in this tea, didn't you? Yes. And while you were in the room, Mr. White drank some of the tea. In less than a minute, he collapsed, gasping for breath. He was rushed to the hospital where he is now in a serious condition. Mr. Man, do you Don't mean worry, that Mr. I'm sure he'll pull out of it all right. The doctors at least are very encouraged. Oh, thank heaven. Oh, am I glad to hear that? I, too, am happy to hear it. Believe me, you have no idea how deeply I regret I'll bet thing. you do. You poisoned him. And you're going to poison Jim and me, too. No, no. On the honor of my ancestor. I swear I did not. You must believe me. Well, then who did it? Never mind that now, Jim. Leave this to me. I think you better take Miss Lane home. But, but Dr. Wan told us we'd be risking our lives if we left here tonight. Nothing to be afraid of now. I've seen to that. It's a cab that I left waiting for you downstairs. The okay. Well, all right, if you say so. Come on, Jim. Oh, wait a minute. What about the story Mr. White and Mr. Ken came down here for? Who's going to cover it? Yes, what about that? You'll hear from Kent on that subject. Oh, we will, will we? Yes, now please leave at once before something else. <laughs> okay, Superman, come on, Miss Lane. All right, but it's against my better judgment. Good night, Superman. Dr. Warren. Good night, Mr. Olsen. Forgive me for the discomfort you suffered as my guest. And you too, Miss Lane. Well, that's the Good night. Good night. And now, Dr. Warren, let's get at the truth. I told you the truth. I swear by my ancestors that I did not know that he was poisoned. Well, then who does know? Who did it? Any one of my enemies who are as numerous as the sands of the desert. Tell me, where are the dragon's teeth? You, you know about them? Yes, I know. Where are they? I have them here, in this velvet case. You see, six of them, gathered from the four corners of the earth. I see. The symbols engraved on each of them represent rare Chinese herbs, which combined are said to give the human body everlasting life. Yes, but how do you know all this? Well, that's not important. Who has the other four teeth to complete the set of ten? A man named Schroeder. Carl Schroeder. Oh, yes. He's a phony art dealer, suspected as a foreign agent, and who has threatened your life unless you turn these six jade teeth over to him by midnight tonight. Right? Exactly. But how well, did it's you... one minute to midnight, and nothing's happened yet. I'll stay with you for a while. Oh, thank you, honored friend. But while we wait, tell me, please... Just who are you? How do you come by your amazing strength, your ability to fly through space? Well, there's not much to tell, Dr. Wan. I come from the planet Krypton, which has long since been shattered into a million glowing fragments. Here on Earth, I'm known as Superman because of the strange powers I possess. Powers of strength, of speed, the ability to fly through space, impregnable skin, and so forth. Amazing. Simply amazing. And to what end do you devote your extraordinary attributes, Superman? To defend law and order. To champion equal rights. And what is most important today, to fight the forces of hate and prejudice. Oh, splendid, Superman. Splendid. Then you must help me in my efforts to keep the secret of the jade teeth from Carl Schroeder and the evil forces he represents. You can count on me, Dr. Wan. Well, it is midnight, and Schroeder's threat, just as I suspected, has been proven an empty one. I haven't for that. But it does not mean that I am completely out of danger. Well, maybe not. But I think it does mean you're safe, at least for tonight. Well, I'd better leave now. Good night, Dr. Wan. Wait. Perhaps you had better take the jade teeth with you for safekeeping. In, in case... Oh, don't worry. It's safe enough with you tonight. Park will call for them in the morning. Very well, then. Yes, I will unlock the door for you. Oh, don't bother. The window's good enough. Good night. Good night. And thank you. Forget it. Up! Up!
and away! It, it's a miracle. My eyes have seen a miracle. But now I must go south to bring me fresh hot tea. So, so. Don't bother calling your servant, Dr. Uh, Wan. It's here. Schroeder. Right to see me, Dr. Wan? Yes, I... I thought I wouldn't make an appearance after midnight, eh? How, how did you enter? Who let you in? Your servant, Sal. No, he wouldn't. You are lying. Why should I lie? I paid him well, so he did what I asked him to. I can't believe it. Oh. Come, come, Dr. Watson. Can't be so innocent, a man of your learning. Uh, now that I'm here, aren't you going to ask me in? After all, we do have some unfinished business, you and I. No. No, I have no business with you. Stand back, Dr. Watson. I want to close this door, because what we have to discuss requires privacy. Better? Now, Dr. Wan, you know what I'm here for. No, I have told I'm you. I'm handed over. No, Trudel, I refuse. Give me those jade teeth. You, you are too late. They're no longer here. I turned them... Don't away. lie to me. Hand them over. No, never. Look, my friend, I know who to play games. You have ten seconds in to hand over the jade teeth or suffer the consequences. You understand? Yes, but it will do you no good, Trudel. We'll see about that. One, two... His pale face grim, his jaw set with determination. The slight Dr. Chi Wan glares into the steely eyes of Carl Schroeder, fascist agent. Who will be victorious in this battle of will? Now, back to the adventures of Superman. Lulled into false security by Superman's mistaken confidence in his safety, Dr. Chi Wan was surprised when Carl Schroeder, an undercover fascist agent, appeared to demand the six precious jade teeth. Bravely, the Chinese scholar defied Schroeder. Now, nearly an hour later, an urgent summons is broadcast on the police radio. Beanie, tell Riley to squeeze it into page one. Page one? Cheapers must be something important, huh? Yeah, shot Chinese art dealer was knocked off. Don't just stand there with your mouth open and get gone. Huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Horgan. Gee whiz. Gee, I bet Miss Lane would like to see this. Hey, Miss Lane, look at this. How many times do I have to... Okay, okay, I'll close the door. Thank you. Now, what is it? Look at this. Oh, look at the teletype. I thought you'd like to see it on account of you know. <gasps> Good heavens. Dr. G. Warren murdered in... in his tiny town apartment by an unknown assailant. I just left him there alone with Superman about an hour ago. Oh, Beanie. Yes, Lois, Dr. Chi Wan is dead. But we know who was last with the scholarly Chinese and who is now undoubtedly in possession of the ten precious jade teeth. Will Superman be able to stop murderous Carl Schroeder from getting away with this brutal crime? Tomorrow's episode contains a thrilling surprise twist in this exciting story, The Mystery of the Dragon's Teeth. So don't fail to be with us. Tune in, same time, same station, and follow the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. 
to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC publication. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it! You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, defender of law and order, champion of equal rights, valiant, courageous fighter against the forces of hate and prejudice. Today, with the venerable Dr. Chi Wan dead, the six feet of jade he so carefully guarded have fallen into the hands of his enemies. We'll get further details in a moment, but right now, let's hear what our good friend Dan McCullough has in store for us. Say, just in case you have a third gang, Kellogg's Pet is now putting out a new second series of comic buttons. Yes, sir, these prizes have made such a big hit that Kellogg now brings you a brand new second series. And believe me, every fellow and girl I know is mighty excited about it because that means you're going to have twice as much fun collecting these bright colored buttons, trading duplicates with your pals, and wearing the buttons pinned on your jacket or your dress or cap. You see, these are 18 brand new buttons in this second series. Funny paper characters like Uncle Willie of the Moon Mullins comic strip in a black and yellow check suit, red tie, and battered old hat. And Maggie bringing up father with her button-shaped nose and silly grin. And Superman, of course. What more? It's just as easy to get these new second series comic buttons as those of the first series. You don't have to send in a single penny, not even the box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. All you do is to ask Mom to get you a good supply of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. And look for your exclusive prize inside every package you open. You'll want to eat lots of P-E-P, Pep, the sunshine cereal, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek and Omaha. Now, the adventures of Superman. The brutal murder of Dr. Chi Wan, famous oriental scholar and art collector, has added more complications to the mystery surrounding the dragon's teeth. Ten pieces of ancient Chinese jade said to contain the secret of everlasting life. As our story continues today... Harry White, recovered from an attempt to kill him with poisoned tea, is discussing the strange chain of events with Lois Lane in the privacy of his office. Listen. Uh, I'll never forget it as long as I live, Lois. I was sitting opposite Chi Wan, no further away than you are. He looked at me, and there was something strange in his eyes, and then he said, before the next sun rises, I will be dead. He was right. But what were you doing down there in the first place, Chi? Chi Wan telephoned me. He 
said he had something important to discuss. Oh, hello, Laura. Oh, hello, Clark. Come in, Ken. Come in. Ah, how do you feel, Chief? Oh, rotten. Rotten? I thought you'd recovered from the ill effect of that poison tea. Yes, thanks to you. Uh, say, how in heaven's name did you ever get me to the hospital in time? Oh, I... Uh, yes, uh, that's I... another thing I wondered about. Well... Dr. Warren said you both vanished into thin air. Yeah, we'll come to that later. Well, what makes me feel so miserable is the murder of G-1. I was telling Lois how the poor fellow called the turn on his own death. Yes, he seemed to know it was coming. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. You still haven't told me what you two were doing at Dr. Warren's apartment, Chief. I mean, why you went there. What happened? Uh, you tell her, Kent. All right. Well, here's the whole story, Lois. It seems that Dr. Wan had discovered an ancient Chinese manuscript that revealed a great medical secret. The secret of everlasting life. Everlasting life? Uh-huh. The manuscript said that the ten teeth of the sacred green dragon were each engraved with a symbol describing ten medicinal herbs found in the mountains of western China. Now, wait a minute. What's the sacred green dragon? It's an image carved out of wood. He used it as an idol in the Chinese temple. And its teeth were pieces of pure jade. I see. Go on. Well, these ten herbs, according to Dr. Wan's interpretation of the ancient manuscript, when ground into a powder, would render the human body free of disease. Oh, sounds like a pipe dream to me. Well, that's what I said. Well, at any rate, Dr. Wan had found six of the dragon's teeth, and the man who owned the other four, a phony art dealer named Carl Shorter, was trying to get them away from him. Dr. Wan feared for his life and wanted us to take the six pieces of jade in case anything happened to him. He said to deliver them to Professor Wells at the Metropolis Museum. And that's all I remember. Because right then, I took a drink of that poison tea and went out like a... That's right. Dr. Wan was out of the room at the time getting the jade, but the chief looked so sick I couldn't wait for him to retire. I guess that's about where Jimmy and I came in. You see, I figured you were both out on a big story, so we followed you down to Chinatown. You shouldn't have done that, Lord. Well, maybe not, but we did. At any rate, we got to Dr. Wan's apartment after being chased up the steps. He told us you'd been there and that he was completely baffled by your sudden disappearance. And then he offered us some tea. Both Jimmy and I were about to drink it when Superman came crashing through the window and knocked the cups right out of our hands. Superman? That's right. If it weren't for Superman, Jim and I would probably be stretched out in the morgue right now. Well, I'll be... Uh, how in the world did he know that you were there? Oh, I... Uh, that is, he has a way of finding out when he's needed. Oh, lucky he... for us. Anyway, what I'm driving at is this, Chief. I think Superman knows who killed Dr. Chiwan. What? Oh, now, wait a minute, Lois. As a matter of fact, I'm sure he does. Well, you're wrong. I'm not wrong. I say you are. Oh, you do, do you? I certainly do, and what's more, I... Now, Jim, Jim, I'm sick and tired. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a What's the matter with you two? You have to know it all. Oh, I'm not, Lois. You are, too. No one can make a statement or express an opinion without Mr. Smart Alex putting his two sentences. That's not so at all. always doing that. Now, look, I'm still weak from my experience with that poison tea. Don't sound it. By the murder of my friend, she won. I want to do everything I can to help the police get the man who killed him. Now, if you two can't or won't help me, you oh, get wait out. a minute, Chief. Take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. How can I take it easy when my two top reporters use my office to say to my sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get into a fight. Well, neither did I. I simply said I had reason to believe that Superman knows who killed Dr. Wan, and he jumped down my throat. All right, all right, all right. Forget it. Forget it. Now, Lois, tell us why you think that Superman knows the killer. Because when Jim and I left Dr. Wan's apartment, Superman re remained there with him alone. That was a few minutes before midnight. And according to the police surgeon, Dr. Wan was killed shortly after midnight. Are you sure of this? I'm positive. Good God, Frank. You don't think Superman did it, do you? Oh, that's preposterous. Yes, of course it is. But it just seems to me that since we know that Superman was there just before Dr. Wan was murdered, and since, so far as we know, he was the last one to see Dr. Wan alive, he'd know more about what happened than anyone else. Oh, that makes sense to me. What do you think, Kent? Why, it does seem logical, but I'm sure Superman knows no more about this than we do. Really? And since when have you been appointed official spokesman for Superman? Now, you are presuming a bit too much, Kent, aren't you? No, I'm not. Really? Maybe I, I... you have some reason for not wanting us to contact Superman. 
I don't think you really mean that, Lois, so I'll just forget you said it. Now, look, let's calm down, shall we, all of us? Do either of you think for one minute that Superman could be a witness to a murder and, and, and not at least do something about it, let alone permit it to happen? Well, no, I don't think so. Of course not. Well, let's drop the discussion of Superman and concentrate on ways and means to find Dr. Wan's killer. Okay. And how would you do it, Sherlock? Hmm. Well, I think our best bet is to have a chat with Mr. Schroeder. <laughs> Where do you think that gets you? I'm not sure, but at least... No, no, forget it, forget it. The police have already seen Schroeder this morning. Inspector Henderson tells me they can't pin a thing on it. And just the same, I want to talk with him. I'm convinced that one was killed by Schroeder or at Schroeder's orders. Brilliant deduction, Sherlock. But can you prove it? Look, if I can find Dr. Wan six jade teeth in Schroeder's possession, that'll be all the proof we need. Why, sure. But the trick is to find the jade teeth. Well, if they're anywhere on Schroeder's premises, I'll find them. I still think you're going on a wild goose case, Kent. So do I. Maybe... Oh, we'll see. Come on. All the pig-headed, opinionated. Now, cut that, that out, Lois. Cut it out. Is. Cut it out. Kent's right more often than not, and you know... Well, all right, all right, so I'm defending him. But as a newspaper man, it's my business to defend whoever is right. Okay, okay, I'll just go lose myself. Oh, no, stop being so childish and come back here. How about that appeal to Superman? I'm beginning to think it might not be a bad thing to run it. Well, now you're talking sense. Not because I believe Superman's withholding information. Because I think the police should know he was alone with Juan at midnight. And because, well, I think it'll make a pretty good publicity stunt for the Daily Planet. I don't care why you want to do it, so long as you do it. Okay, okay, I'll call Fogarty in the press room and tell him to hold a two-column box on page one. Now, you knock off the copy and send it down to me. It's practically finished, Chief. I'll see you later. Flushed with what she considers a victory over Kent, Lois Lane rushes to her desk to write an appeal for Superman's appearance. Meanwhile, what about Kent? Is he really attempting to hold important information known to himself as Superman? Now, back to the adventures of Superman. <laughs> Insisting over Clark Kent's objection that Superman, known to have been alone with Dr. Wan just before the Chinese scholar was murdered, would have information regarding the murderer, Lois Lane persuaded Perry White to print an appeal for the Man of Steel to help the police. Now, in Perry White's office, she is discussing possible results of the appeal with the gray-haired editor. I've just been out on the street, Chief, and you should see what a sensation we caused. Why, I'll bet the first edition of The Planet is a sellout. Please. And how people were almost trapping each other trying to get at the newsboard who were shouting, Extra, extra, Superman wanted for questioning and murder mystery. Good, good. And I think it'll do the trick, too. I'm sure of it, Chief. Superman will definitely make an appearance. Telegram for you, Mr. White. Telegram, let's have it. Oh, yes, sir. Now it is. Oh, what's I wonder who... Well, well, what are you waiting for? Go on, go on, get back to work. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Chief. Chief, I'll keep him the little... Anything important in that wire? Huh? Oh, well, let's see. Uh, where are my glasses? Oh, why do those consigned things always have this? Yeah, relax, Chief. Just let me read it, will you? Oh, hurry up, hurry up. Okay. Hurry. Chief. Well, well, what is it? What is it? It's a response from Superman. It is. Just listen to this. Editor, Harry Planet. If you are interested in what I know about the murder of Dr. T. Wan, meet me tonight at 7 in the Carson Mansion in Midville. Carson Mansion in Midville? Superman, yes. What? Why, uh, why are they in that deserted old barn? Well, I don't know, but he's probably got a reason. Well, do we go? Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, what do you mean? That's what I said. Look, it's 6 now. It'll take us almost an hour to get there, so let's go. Now, look here, Lois. Oh, no, don't let's waste time arguing, Chief. Please, I'll get my hat and coat and meet you downstairs in the car lot and hurry. Uh, but, Lois, don't you think we should wait for Kent? And uh, maybe... The... Oh, forget about Kent. He's left helping him in anyway. Dismissing Clark as less help than hindrance, Lois Lane rushes off to keep a rendezvous in a deserted house, unaware that she and Editor White may be walking into a dangerous trap. Don't miss tomorrow's exciting episode in the mystery of the Jade Teeth, when Superman engages in a race against disaster. Tune in tomorrow and every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, for more of the thrilling adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! 
Girls. Girls. Girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, defender of law and order, champion of equal rights, valiant, courageous fighter against the forces of hate and prejudice. Today, Lois Lane and Editor Perry White are en route to the suburban town of Midville, where, as we know, they hope to meet Superman. We'll join them in a moment, but right now, let's look in on Dan McCullough, who has something to show his cousin Doris and his young pal Rusty. Hey, hey, look here, Rusty. Doris, too. Aren't these just about the best-looking things you ever saw? What you got, Dan? Hey, new comic button. Oh, Dan, aren't they super? Yeah, this is the new second series of comic buttons that Kellogg's Pep is putting out oh, now. Oh, boy, are they classy, and you've got all 18 of them. <laughs> Lord, Pushbottom is a funny old geezer, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, Pushbottom, that's right. And look at Jigs. Sick hat, red vest, cigar and all. And Popeye, I didn't know he was in the second series. He sure looks tough. Here's Maggie over here. She and Emmy are sure a couple of old sourpusses, aren't they? <laughs> they always hand me a laugh. And here's Handsome Fritz. And Andy Gunn. And the little king. And Uncle Willie. Look at that checkered suit, will you? There's and Rip Winkle and Harold Teen and Superman, of course. Say, Dan, how did you manage to get all 18 of these new second series buttons at once? Well, it's a sample set the Kellogg Company loaned me, so I could tell the gang how swell these comic buttons look. You see, everybody had so much fun collecting the first series that there's double the excitement about this brand new second series. Think of it, gang. 18 brand new pictures of your favorite comic strip characters. That means double the fun. So better ask Mom to get you some more of that super delicious whole wheat cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Because that's the only way you can get these exclusive prizes. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. But there's an exciting comic button for you in every package of P-E-P Pep. The Sunshine Cereal, made by Kellogg's of Battle Street. Now, the adventures of Superman. Convinced that Superman knows something about the brutal murder of Dr. Chi Wan and the theft of the precious jade dragon teeth. Lois Lane persuaded Editor Perry White to prison appeal to Superman to step forward and tell all he knows. While Clark Kent was out, supposedly investigating a bogus art dealer named Carl Schroeder, suspected of being a fascist agent, a telegram arrived from Editor White. Signed Superman, the message urged White to meet the center at 7 o'clock that night in the old Carson Mansion, a deserted house in the nearby suburb of Midville. Without waiting to advise Kent, White and Lois dashed off to keep the appointment. As we join them now in the editor's car, they have reached Midville and are approaching the Carson Mansion. Listen. There it is. Right up ahead. That big wooden house on the right? Mm-hmm. I'll pull into the driveway. It looks dark and spooky. Well, all deserted houses look like that at night. Give me the willies. I wonder why Superman picked this place. What I know. Come on. Wait a minute, Chief. What's the matter? Do, do you think maybe it's... Well, do you think it's really Superman waiting for us in there? Oh, now, look, Lois. Maybe I sound silly, Chief, but it just occurred to me we didn't even bother to check the sender of the telegram. It's just possible that he may be a joker or even a, a, a killer. Oh, poppycock. Pure and utter nonsense. Now, you stay here and I'll go see. No, Chief, no, don't leave me alone. Uh, well, I thought you said... Well, never mind what I said. I'll go with you. Okay, come on. 
so dark and quiet around here. There's not a sound. Not even a cricket. Mm, too early for crickets. Uh, what's these steps? They may be rotten. Let, let me hold your arm, Chief. Sure. Here. You... Uh, you think he's in there? Can't tell as we get inside. I'll pull you something together. Oh, what's that? Oh, for the love of Mike, boss, relax. It's a steeple clock. Oh. You ready to go in now? As ready as I'll ever be, I guess. Okay, I'll open the door. Stay close to me now. Don't worry, I will. It's open. Like the telegram said it would be. Yes, so I see. Now, come on. Let's go inside. Leave the door open just in case. All right, all right. I'll leave it. <gasps> Who did that? Who closed the door? The wind. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Oh, wait, I'll strike a match. Don't strike any matches. What's that? I said don't strike any matches. Show no light. Oh, easy, easy. Who, who are you? I am Superman. Uh, see, Lois? I, I wish I could see. Her heart pounded like a trip hammer. Lois strained her eyes in an effort to pierce the thick black velvet darkness cloaking the identity of the man who calls himself Superman. Meanwhile, in his office at the Daily Planet, Clark Kent, who is Superman, listens attentively as Jim Olsen tells him how Perry White and Lois Lane left the office soon after a telegram was delivered to the editor. And as soon as Beanie told me what happened, I ran into the chief's office and found this telegram on his desk. Let me see it, Jim. Hey, uh, when I saw what it said and how it was signed Superman, well, I got a feeling there was something rotten in Denmark. Yes, there certainly is. You mean you don't think Superman sent that message either? I know he didn't. You do? Well, how... Well, never mind that. Tell me... How long ago did they leave? Oh, Beanie said they left about six o'clock. See, it's just seven now. Seven? Great Scott, they were to be at the Carson Mansion at seven. I better get going. Wait a minute. No time now, Jim. Hurry. But I want to go with you. No can do. See you later. I hope the stockroom's empty. It's all clear. I'm in luck. Better lock it. There we are. Now to get out of these clothes and make rich time. As Superman. No telling who used my name, Lou and Lois, and the chief out there, or what he plans to do with them. There we are. All set. Now, over this window. Out! And away! There's midfield up ahead. Hope I'm not too late. Faster! There's the old car. Man, you just blow me. I'd better drop down and see what's going on. Down! Ah, there they are. Lois, the chief, and a strange man talking in the front hall. Can't they tell he's not super... No, wait a minute, of course not. They can't see him in the dark. Well, I'll just sneak through this side door and listen in a bit before breaking up the party. Uh-oh. Hope they don't hear this. No, I guess they didn't. But I can hear them. Better get a closer to be ready, just in case. Smart girl, Lois. She's got a good ear. You just have to take my word for it, Miss Lane. Why do you object to us spending your night so we can see you? I have my reason. You sure do, brother. Now, look, this isn't getting you when you came here before. Are you or aren't you interested in what I know about G. Wan's murder? You bet we are. Very well, then. Listen to me. So to make good listening. The man who killed G. Wan is known to me and me alone. But for various reasons, I cannot tell you who he is right now. However, I can and will give you the information you want in 48 hours. But only if you promise to have the police investigation called off 
And make no attempt during that time to find out for yourself. Say, what do you take us for? Why must we wait 48 hours? Because he doesn't know himself, that's why. That a girl. Now, look here, Miss He's Lane. lying, Chief. What more? He's an impossible. Lois. He's no more Superman than, than I am. You're absolutely right, Miss Lane. Oh, who's that? Superman, that's Mr. White. Superman. Superman in person. Holy smokes, let me out of here. Oh, no, you don't. <laughs> let go of me. Let go. Stop struggling. It won't do you any good. Oh, no, that, that gun won't help you either. Now relax, all right. Superman, let him have it. All right. Good heavens. Sorry I had to do that, but it was the only way I could quiet it. You can strike a match now if you wish, Mr. White. Yes, yes, of course. You are Superman. That's right. Well, who, who's he? The bird you knocked out. I don't know, but I can imagine he can tell you a lot more about she wans murder than I can. Weren't you with Dr. Wan just before he was killed? Yes, that was the trouble. It was just before. If I'd known they were going to strike, I never would have left him. Oh, Chief, what's the matter? No match. Burn my finger. Light the match. I'll carry this fellow out to your car. What are we going to do with him? Well, I guess you take him back to your office and question him. There we are. All right, lead the way, Mr. White. All right. But, Superman, suppose he regains consciousness before we get to the office. Chances are he won't. But if he does, you'll have his gun. Somebody open the door, please. I'll throw him in the back seat. Thanks. In he goes. Ah, he'll be all right until you reach Metropolis, I'm sure. I hope so. Well, I'll keep him covered. You drive, Lois. All right. Well, I'll be seeing you. Hey, thanks for everything, Superman. Don't mention it. Up and away! <laughs> Up into the night sky, Superman leaves Perry White in Lois Lane with the man he believes may hold the key to the murder of G-1 and the disappearance of the precious jade teeth. Will the man talk? And who is he? Now, back to the adventures of Superman. <laughs> Returning to the Daily Planet with their prisoner, Perry White and Lois Lane brought him to the editor's office, where they were joined by Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen. At the moment, they are attempting to question a man who had attempted to impersonate Superman. Now, look, Mr. Unless you talk and talk fast, I'm going to turn you over to the police and charge you with the murder of Dr. Chi Wan. Oh, no, no. I had nothing to do with that. You're just trying to scare me. No, we are, are we? Olsen, tell Miss Backrack to get hold of Inspector Henderson for me in a hurry. You bet, Chief. <laughs> they can't do anything to oh, me. Backrack. I swear I had nothing to do with the murder. Then who did? Parking anymore. Yes, Lord. Now, look here, Clark. Be quiet. Be quiet, you too. Now, mister, this is your last chance. Do you tell us who put you up to this business, or do you tell the police? Okay. It, it was a man named Schroeder. Carl Schroeder. Schroeder? That's right. He he hired me to impersonate Superman and stall off the murder investigation for 48 hours. Well, uh, be... What did he want 48 hours for, I wonder? Oh, that's obvious, Lois. He needed that much time to get the Jay Dragon's teeth, the entire set of ten, out of the country and into the hands of the people he's working for. Leaping lizards. He's already had more than 12 hours. I'm enough to get out of the country by plane. Yes, yes, but where did he go? North, east, south, or west? Temporarily stymied, Clark Kent has no idea of which way to turn. Carl Schroeder obviously has the ten precious dragon's teeth. But where is he taking them? North, east, south, or west? Gang, don't miss a single minute of the thrilling chase which begins in tomorrow's episode of The Mystery of the Dragon's Teeth. Tune in tomorrow and every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, for more of the exciting adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday. Same time, same station. By the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also the copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC publications. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. 
up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding... More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, strange visitor from another planet who came to Earth with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men. Superman, defender of law and order, champion of equal rights, valiant, courageous fighter against the forces of hate and prejudice. Today, it's Clark Kent. He is on the trail of the man known as Carl Schroeder, certain that he now has possession of the ten precious teeth of Jade. We'll join him in a moment. But right now, here's a word from Dan McCullough. You know, gang, in school, you learn that the sun is so many miles from the Earth and things like that. But if you'll ask Mom what sunshine means to you, she'll tell you, for one thing, how it makes good old vitamin D that helps build strong bones and teeth. She'll also tell you that you get your daily minimum need of that important sunshine vitamin D in your breakfast bowl full of Kellogg's Pep, plus more than twice as much of an energy vitamin B1 as in sun-ripened whole wheat. And, of course, you know how sunny and golden-toasted Pep tastes. And now that there's a new second series of comic buttons to collect, well, that's another reason why you want to go all out on Kellogg's Pep from now on. And you'll get a chuckle out of the characters in this new second series of Pep comic buttons, too. Old favorites like Hans and Fritz and, and Popeye and Superman himself. Their pictures are done up in full colors, red and blue and black and yellow. So how's about reminding Mom to get you some more Kellogg's Pep? Because that's the only way you can get these exciting buttons. Don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. Just get your exclusive prize every time you open a package of P-E-P Pep, the sunshine cereal made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, the adventures of Superman. When Clark Kent as Superman captured a man hired by Carl Schroeder, an undercover agent, he knew definitely that Schroeder had killed Dr. Chi Wan for the six precious jade dragon's teeth, owned by the Chinese scholar and art dealer. Knowing that Schroeder is now in possession of all ten of the jade teeth, said to hold the secret of everlasting life, Kent investigated further and learned that the murderous fascist agent had already left town. Reasoning that Schroeder would make a beeline for China, the only place in the world where the rare herbs indicated by symbols on the jade teeth are to be found, Kent, accompanied by Lois Lane, boarded a westbound plane, hoping to intercept their quarry before he could leave California for the Orient. As our story continues today, we join Lois and Kent aboard an airliner. Listen... You know, Clark, I was just thinking that unless we can prove Carl Schroeder has something to do with G. Wan's murder, we're just wasting time and money making this trip. What about the 10 jade teeth, Lord? Oh, that I think is a fairy tale. Certainly you don't believe that jade teeth are endowed with magic properties. I don't know. There may be more to it than you think, though. The Chinese, in many respects, are remarkable people. After all, they did discover gunpowder centuries ago. This may be another amazing discovery that has remained a secret for thousands of years. Well, I'm from Missouri. You've got to show me. We hit an air pocket. It's getting a little rough. You better fasten the safety belt. Okay. We'll probably find good weather further up. They usually do. Gosh, I hope so. Oh, don't worry. We're just pitching and tossing a little. Well, I'd feel a lot better if there were more passengers on board. Just two other men up front. Oh, really, Lord? There's nothing. <gasps> hey, that was a bad one. That's funny. I thought I heard someone fall. Wait here. I'll be right back, Lois. No, don't leave me, Clark. Please, I'm fine. Now, just you sit tight. Nothing can happen. I want to see what happened there. I like the sound of those motors. They're missing. Hey, Concord, we'll crack up. You guys better take a hand. That's Superman. I stopped the lights. Where's that switch? Now, here it is. Now, what will he close? Clark. Clark. Where are you? Right here, Lois. I'll be right with you. Oh. The only emergency exit. 
Never mind that now. This ship's in trouble. Give it people on. Don't take care of it. Okay. Holy smoke, Billy. Superman. Superman. That's right, and I'm here to help you. You'll never land this plane in one piece. Wait, how'd you get out in the ship? Must be a gag, Joe. I don't believe he is Superman. Look, this is no time for gagging. Yeah, it isn't. I don't know what you're gagging. Look at him, Joe. Get him out of my way to hurry and you here. Now, wait a minute. All right, Mr. U.S. Mark. Sorry I had to do that, but it's a matter of life and death. Now, you listen to me. Get I... away from here. Put that gun down. All right, sweet dreams, Captain. Okay. Oh, she didn't spin. Oh, I haven't waited too long. The altimeter. 7,000 feet. 6,500. Where's that emergency exit? Oh, here it is. I got to get under her before she cracks up. There. That's it. Door's open. Not a squeeze through. Oh, oh, and the word. Superman dives into the stricken plane, now only a chance few hundred feet above the ground. Straightens his shoulders beneath the fuselage, and carrying the 50-ton ship like any other man would carry a sack of grain, heads for a nearby meadow. Shortly after, again in guise of Clark Kent, we find him in a small-town hotel, where Lois has just regained consciousness. What happened, Lois? Did we crash? No, we got down all right. Oh, thank heaven. Gosh, where are we now? We're in a hotel five miles from where the plane came down. Uh... Lois, look, I, I've got to go on, and I don't think you're in any condition to travel. Certainly not to that plane. But there's a storm. Planes can't be flying. How can you... Well, I, I, I've arranged for a private ship. Oh, you can't fly in weather like this. Clark, it's suicide. Uh, don't you worry. We'll get through. You'd better spend the night here and take a train back east in the morning. Well, all right, if you insist. I think it's best, Lois. Tell Mr. White I'll call him the moment something breaks, huh? So long. Okay, goodbye, and good luck, Clark. Thanks, Lois. I'll be true that it's an ill plane that doesn't blow somebody some good. If that transport plane hadn't run into trouble, I never would have gotten away from Lois. Now I'll be able to reach Frisco ahead of Schroeder. Ah, here we are. Here comes the elevator. Lobby, please. Now a Superman waiting at San Francisco when Schroeder arrives. But unknown to him, two bright beady eyes are following him. The eyes of Carl Schroeder. Suddenly, the murderous fascist agent turns and speaks to the sallow-skinned henchman at his side. Did you see the man who just passed through the lobby, Manfred? Yes. I may be wrong, but he looked very much like that respectful reporter, Kent, I think his name was. Remember, I told you about him. If it is Kent, how did he find out we were here, in the city, at this hotel? That's what bothers me. Can't possibly know I decided to stop off here for a few days in case we were being followed. Maybe you are mistaken. Possibly. You wait here. We'll see if he's checked in. I uh, beg your pardon, but is there a Mr. Kent registered? I'll see. No, we have no Mr. Kent. Are you sure? He's a newspaper reporter from the East. I'm sorry, but did you say newspaper reporter? Yes, from the Daily Planet. We have a young lady reporter registered, Miss Lane of the Daily Planet. Oh. She was a passenger on a plane that made a false landing. Now that you speak of it, there was a gentleman with her, and I think his name was Kent. He didn't register. I see. Uh, what room is Miss Lane in? Miss Lane, 507. Thank you. You're very welcome. I was right, Manfred. It was Kent. That's bad. What do we do? I have an idea. Kent is not registered, but another reporter is. A young lady. Follow me. Into this elevator. Uh, this floor, please. What are we going to do? Listen closely. The girl, her name is Lois Lane, is in room 507. I'll find out what she and Kent are doing here. Pretend I'm a friend of Kent while you remain here in the hall. He returns before I'm through, leading away on some pretext. Understand? Perfectly. Ah, here we are. Good. When I'm finished with her, we will know how to proceed. 
leaving his henchmen to guard against Kent's possible return, Carl Schroeder proceeds to Lois Lane's room. Now, back to the adventures of Superman. With Clark Kent en route to San Francisco as Superman, Lois Lane is alone in her hotel room, completely unaware of the danger that threatens her now as Carl Schroeder knocks on her door. Who's there? Miss Lane? Yes? Uh, this is a friend of Mr. Kent. Oh, just a moment, please. How do you do, Miss Lane? May I come in? My name is Jones. I met Mr. Kent in the lobby. He's an old friend of mine. But I... I... Uh, thank you. <laughs> Mr. Kent said you had a rather frightening experience. Your plane was forced down. Yes, it was terrible. But look here, Mr. How Kent, long I... do you and Mr. Kent expect to stay here? Well, Clark's left already. He's on his way to the coast. I'm returning east by train tomorrow. Oh, Mr. Kent is on his way to the coast? Yes, didn't he tell... Did you say that your name was Jones? Yes, Edward Jones. If your name is Jones, what are the initials C.S. doing on that handkerchief in your breast pocket? Why, uh... I know who you are. You're Carl Schroeder. Put on the phone. Operator. Put it down, I said. Operator. <laughs> now, pick it up and tell the operator it was a mistake. No, I... What I say? Go on. Tell the operator it was a mistake. Never mind, operator. It was a mistake. Good. Hang up. Fine. Now, Miss Lane, since we know each other, we're going to have a very confidential talk, you and I. <laughs> a very confidential talk. Down. Smiling, Carl Schroeder makes himself comfortable on a chair facing Lois Lane as the girl reporter suddenly becomes aware of her grave predicament. With Superman now hundreds of miles away, how can Lois alone outwit the cunning fascist agent? Will Schroeder be able now to get away with the precious jade teeth? Be sure to be with us again Monday. Same time, same station. For another thrilling episode in the mystery of the dragon's teeth in The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellas and girls, be sure to follow The Adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silver age heroes join us again same bat time same bat station for another presentation of silver age heroes radio theater excelsior <laughs>